time I hear that opening intro, I just I love it. It's a great it's a great opening intro. It's a great start. It's just a pure work of art. Hi everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Let's Commiserate. I'm Sam. <laughs> and I'm Dave. Usually the person who does the intro usually will say their name first. Is it? I thought. I didn't I'll have I didn't, to go I back didn't through and listen. I didn't know there was any consistency with this show. Yeah. No, you're right. Everything about it seems extremely random and spontaneous. Dave. Yeah, Sam. You know how we have that issue where we can never follow through on any promises we make? Constantly. And we have this habit of over-promising and under-delivering? It's a self-destructive habit, yes. Why do you think that is? I don't know. Maybe it stems from uh, childhood insecurities that we still haven't dealt with. And we're still afraid to face our own commitment issues and lack of wanting to make a lasting impression on anything. Yeah, that sounds about right. No, I don't think it's that. No, okay. No, I can't. Can't pause. Okay. Yeah. But what made me think of this was, you know how we watched the Clone Wars movie last week? Oh, yeah. I remember. That was a good movie. What? Well, okay. Okay. Good quote. Good. It was a good time. It was. It was an okay movie. It was a good podcast. Of course. Uh, obviously. <laughs> and genius, might I add. No. Um, and, you know, then we said we're going to fully commit. We're going to watch through the entire Clone Wars series. We made that promise. We, that was well. we said. Yes, we did say that we were going to watch through the Clone Wars. And um, did, did something change? A couple people suggested that we shift our attention to Loki season two, which just felt random. But somehow right. It did feel right. And I hated to admit it. Yeah. I mean, like in Great. our literal description, I think on Spotify, it says that we are here for Star Wars and mysteries. And I think I did leave us a little freedom by saying movie and reviews. other things. Yeah. yeah, movie reviews. So I kind of just left the door a little a little wide open. It was you're calling it technical and that's fine. Yeah. But do you think it's also because we have a desperation to stay current so we need to watch a current series? Absolutely. And you know, that's okay. No, the the, the hot new freshness, that's what that's what's up and Loki fits the bill. And we are young and thriving and hip and dumb and Wait. with it. What? Okay, I'm okay. sorry. So it's a song. So, well, I mean, that's a lot of songs. There's, there's young, tonight, and, young and fabulous, uh, fun. What's their song called tonight? I think it might be. Mm -hmm. or, yeah. Well, I know fun, fun has that. Yeah. I hate that song. Why? There's like three versions. Tonight. Have you, have you the acoustic version? I don't want to hear the acoustic version. Oh, well, if I play it, are we going to get copyright sued? Most likely. Okay, then I, I'll leave it out. You should just look it up on YouTube. Great song. That being said, we are here. The auto-tune is uh, so... Auto-tune. Uh, yeah, anyway. It's funny. Well, after that ridiculously long intro... debacle of an intro. What are we here to talk about, Dave? So, we are jumping from the Star Wars universe right back into the Marvel cinematic universe well we can't get back into something that we never reviewed before oh well okay so this is a first time leap i mean yeah it's our first time reviewing oh, okay. a marvel series i guess that's that's um so what were your initial thoughts on loki season one last year so i because i know you're not a marvel fan well neither of us are like obsessive marvel fans agreed okay yeah don't back me into the corner there that's fine 
We're uh, just having a lightweight conversation. You go like, well, you're not a big Marvel fan. And neither am I. There you go. I will gladly admit it. There we go. That's all I wanted to hear. Pettiness is strong tonight. It's only Wednesday. I'm sorry. I know. This week has felt so long. Are it's we going to start there instead? I, th I think while it's on my mind. Okay, <laughs> yeah, wow. We'll get to this. I yeah. should make chapter marks. It's only Wednesday. And it has been an insanely busy few weeks now, I feel like. it's It's been nonstop. And this is the time where it's supposed to be winding down. Um, you know, that kind of like gradual, slow fade off into yeah. normality. And, and yeah. no, I haven't had any time to like really enjoy Hallelujah. I feel like. Oh, God. Is that a. Th oh, oh. No, no, that's right. I forgot about it. It's a thing. Whatever. Uh, we're like hitting peak foliage right now. Haven't had too much time to enjoy it. Um, and I'm going to see my family this weekend up north. So. Visiting family is always relaxing. It's always it is always relaxing. We're gonna have a great time. Uh, it's just a long drive, is all, and it's it, it it's there's just a lot. I hope you see a lot of nice things and have a lot of nice food and have a have an okay time. Well, we did get to go to one cool place the other night. Um, it was that restaurant, that sushi bar up on the hill. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, super cool. Yeah. They had that uh, separate bar area. And I got to say, we felt so rich and fancy going and bougie, to this place. Very bougie. You know, I used to, okay, for the longest time, I was thoroughly convinced that you were supposed to pronounce it bougie. Well, that's just wrong. I, I was like, I was like, do you think, do you think so-and-so will like this? It's nice and like, right? It's bougie. And so I was like, what did you just say? I was like, it's bougie. It's bougie. It's bougie. <laughs> the thing is, I could see a lot of people whip for you because you you typically make fun of of words, either with accents or, or mispronunciation. I like to put the emphasis on the wrong syllable. That thing. So, well, I wouldn't. I, I. It's not a surprise to hear you say it like that. But the fact that you're legit, you literally thought it was. I was like, what? It's bougie. And someone said to me, maybe it's just that you're secretly so bougie that even the way you say bougie is bougie. I was like, yeah, sure. It's that. see that. Yeah. Secretly bougie, though. Secret, or should I say bougie? bougie. Um, anyway, so this this strant was pretty nice and bougie. We were already wearing suits, and uh, our friends that we were with were dressed up, too. You know, I have to admit, I, I was a little disappointed at just seeing how, I hate to use the word slovenly, but, like, this was a very nice restaurant. Slovenly. This was a Good very word. nice bar area, and... and there were guys like over in sweatpants and there were girls that like in, in, in torn up jeans. And it's like, this is a, this is a dignified this is the, place. This is the time we live in. We, uh, there was valet parking. Have you ever had valet parking before? I did the night before we went to this place actually, because I'm bougie. Yeah, whatever. Um, maybe this is a good debate to throw out to the viewers. If you're valet, isn't parking that far away. Okay. Okay. Because that happened. Like, last night, we pull up. We got out of the car. The guy, the guy, he's like, oh, thanks for the keys and stuff. Hops in. Literally, not even 20, 30 feet. Of, like, you can see the parking I, space. Honestly. It is, it is the first space right there. Because I had been to this place before, and they didn't have valley parking. It must be a new thing. And I parked myself. It was a 14-second walk. Um. I'm like, you could, he, he gets out of the car and he walks back. And you're like, hey, man. Yeah. Um, 
So then at the end of the night, he brings our car back and we're getting in. And what does he say? And, and, and you get in the car and he's like, no, no tip. Which to be fair, like, I feel like the unsaid rule of valet parking yeah. is you always tip the valet. You always tip the valet. However, number one, I didn't have any cash on me. Number two, um, is he not like a salary? Is, is he not a salaried worker? Is that literally just a, a gig, like a tip gig only? You want to know the graceful way we handled this situation? No, please tell me. Oh, well, let me refresh your memory in case you've forgotten. Drive off without saying a word. Close the door, put it in drive, and drove away. I just kept looking at you. I was like, let's, let's just go. Because, <laughs> because I didn't have cash, but who did? Okay. Okay. I had cash. Okay. okay. I had cash. However. But? I'm pretty sure. I don't want to stake my life on this. I'm pretty sure all I had was big bills on me. Oh, see, you don't think a $50 tip to a 14 second walk. Well, now you're implying that I can afford to carry $50 on me at all times. But so it was, I mean, I'll, next time, next time I'll give him a tip and I'll make sure I've got smaller bills on me. But, oh, I was not proud of myself. In in retrospect, I, I didn't realize how nice this place was. And I didn't expect them to have valet parking Um, in that. Like, if you know that going in, I feel like it's a good idea to have, you know, five yeah. bucks in bills, just, you know. Well, because the place that I went to the night before, it was this cool speakeasy, actually. Uh, highly recommend cool bookshelf entrance. Um, place I went to the night before, the valley parking was similar. Like, the lot was literally right there. I could have parked myself. I feel like Dwight Schrute. Why well, tip someone for a job I'm capable of doing myself? Agreed. Um, Very much agreed. I guess that's the question I'm going to put into... Uh, into the file here for people to answer. How would you have handled this situation? Or what do you think of how we handled this situation? It was, you know, have you ever seen those videos on YouTube where they do like, like, like yes. restaurant service in Germany versus restaurant service in America. Yep. And mm -hmm. it's like the, you know, um, and probably one of my favorite stories, we had a, a friend visiting from Australia and we went out, oh. to, uh, we went out to a, uh, uh, brewery. a brewery and, and we go up to the bar and we order and stuff and he turn and he turns to pay and it comes up with a little like 10 for 10%, 15%, 20%. Can I do the thing? And please, no, actually you tell this part so well. I, I brought him up. Australia and UK, I feel like it's common knowledge. They do not tip. They are not used to the tipping culture in the States. Because their economies are actually like good. Well, well anyway, I mean, maybe that's, that's, that's its own different topic. Not going to get anyway. political. We're anyway, not going to do that. I'll be quiet. Um, no, so he and I go up to order, and uh, it comes up on the screen. How much would you like to tip? You know, 10, 15, 20? He looks at me in front of the girl who's waiting on us and just says, We have to tip. I mean, the whip. He whipped around. He whipped right I saw around it from the me. table. Like, his rage and was felt throughout the entire. <laughs> shouted. I was like, Yeah, she can hear you. <laughs> I know, it's not her fault. Yeah, it's. It's it's not anyway, your fault. It was. I think he I mean, just ended up choosing the cheapest option, yep. which you know. What a nice guy! What a nice. Guy. He did actually. He tip. could have said no tip. He could. Have. Yeah. Anyway, so the uh, the sushi the sushi bar was so that was a nice that was a nice escape. Nice. At that least, was, that was a nice escape. I'm I'm just so tired this week. It's I feel like I've gotten even more gray hairs. But don't answer that.
Don't don't comment on that. Are you, are you sure? Wait, am I okay? I'll come yeah, yeah. All right. So, are you guys ready to hear about Loki season two? Loki season two, I episode like, one. I feel like uh, so we had started talking about episode Marvel title Ouroboros. We had started talking about how well. Admittedly, neither of us are huge, obsessive Marvel fans. I am a, I don't know if passive is the right word, um, passive Marvel fan. When the movies first started coming out, I was very invested um, throughout the whole uh, first couple phases. I forget how they were broken up. Um, I think once they started getting into phases two and three is where I kind of stopped literally being able to keep track because... Here's a good trivia question for you. By this point, how many films do you think there are in the MCU? In the in, in, in the in the Marvel, yeah, not counting TV shows, but just how many movies? Yes. Oh, are we including only the good ones? No, every one that's All been made yeah. because the good ones started with Iron Man. Yes, 100%. everything. I don't. Yep. I don't think a lot of people count anything before that, like the no. the old because like, there was Incredible Hulk. Yeah, the, what was it? The Hulk. I think it was just the Hulk. No, no, it was Incredible Hulk. I think the Hulk was the two thousand. Well, they made they one. made a couple. They made like yeah. two or three. Yeah. Um, they had but a couple of movies in like the seventies with well, real actors. I mean, yeah. Um. Okay. All movies that mm-hmm. they've made mm-hmm. between original. Okay. Are does it also include like the X Men? Because that's technically the same universe. That is. I feel like I can't answer that. I know the answer, but I'm not going to answer it for you. Just, what? I'm talking... Okay, whatever. The, we're talking the number, just without Marvel giving it away, movies. the number of Marvel movies that start with that iconic intro. But, uh, yeah, the, the the big, nice title screen Comic with strip, the Marvel. Yeah. Um, they're a super cool intro. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're 30? 30, 35. 35. Is that your final answer? Um, 30. Final answer, 30. Dang, I wish you had said 35. Because then I could have enforced uh, my family's rule. We use prices right rules, like the closest yeah. one without going over. Uh-huh. It's thirty-two. Wow, thirty-two. But thirty was wow. a pretty, pretty dang good guess. That's still a lot, though. Um, how many Disney Plus series do you think have been produced? Oh, like the TV shows. Yeah. Well, you had like the Winter Soldier. You had Loki. Um. You had like She Hulk, uh, ten. I'm gonna go with ten. Is that your final answer? Yeah, that's my final answer. You're sure that's your. No, I'm not sure of anything anymore. <laughs> we already talked about this at the intro, man. Oh yeah, thirteen. Whoa. Thirteen. Uh, so that is we've got WandaVision, Falcon, Winter Soldier, Loki, What If, Hawkeye, oh, yeah. Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, She Hulk. Secret Invasion, Echo, uh, and then there are some that have yet to be released. Uh, Echo is one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Agatha Harkness series, Ironheart, and Daredevil: Born Again. Uh, there's a Wakanda series in the works. Like it's just so all of that to say, no, I have not kept up with Marvel because it is out of control. Agreed. Agreed. I do not have. Well, I feel like back like ten years ago, even mm-hmm. twenty years ago, like you could do both. Yeah. Or you could even all do all three. You could be a Star Wars fan, mm-hmm. a nerd. You could also do Star Trek, and you could do Marvel. Like you could do all, all of them. But now the 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 universes are just so large, and there's so much content. 
for each one. Like, it's almost like in Pokemon, you gotta pick one. Yeah, well, and we've talked about what happens when studios start getting uh, obsessed with uh, sequels. It, it just gets out of control. We need more and more and more of the stuff that nobody was really asking for mm-hmm. that they uh, skimp on, like, character development. Yeah. And that has been a common complaint with uh, these most recent phases of Marvel that they're all kind of starting to blur together mm-hmm. and feel the same uh, to the point where Bob Iger, uh, one of the, I think he's the CEO of Disney. Yeah. Um, he's announced that, and this was a few months ago, that they're going to be not pumping out Marvel content as quickly as they have been. And this is a quote from this article. Uh, the Marvel has been called out as being a particular example of the company's zeal to just pump up its original content. And he says, Marvel is a great example of that. It had not been in the television business at any significant level. And not only did they increase their movie output, but they ended up making a number of TV series. Frankly, it diluted focus and attention. Yeah. So that's a nice way to put it. It diluted attention. My thing is also, you can't, just kind of like common common sense with with supply and demand like you cannot oversaturate your audience with too much content i remember i think it was last year like at the tail end of pandemic these streaming services realized that people only had time during the pandemic so they just made yeah. so much so i be remember fair, going yeah. into work a couple of times and people were like oh have you seen the new this series or have you seen the new that series and i'm like i didn't even know they were going to make that I mean, when pandemic first started, I'm, I'll be honest, WandaVision carried me. That was one of the most intriguing TV series I had seen in such a long time. Wasn't a fan of how it wrapped things up, but oh my goodness. Like when Mar- I think, I can't remember if that was the very first Disney Plus series for Marvel, but man, it was incredible. Unfortunately, the visuals and the storytelling, like, like yep. it actually was original. The storytelling wasn't, it wasn't yep. overwhelming. Like it was just engaging enough. Um, but unfortunately we're just pumping out shows after shows after show. Um, so enter Loki. Uh, this was again, a, yeah. a breath of fresh air. Yeah. So it was again, one of the, f- First, I know people are going to be writing back to me like, um, actually, it, there were others that came before it, but um, okay, this was one of the first good yes. TV Marvel mm-hmm. shows. Yeah, I remember being overwhelmed by the first season of Loki, not because of the writing or anything. I think I w- I'm just genuinely stupid <laughs> because it was I think the first one in the Marvel Cinematic Universe to and to uh introduce all this like multiverse concepts like it was what i think uh what later made, yeah, paved the, the way for like Dark, yeah. doctor strange multiverse of madness i know wandavision kind of led into that too um but it was i just remember the first few episodes felt like nothing but overwhelming exposition and i was so confused i was like i don't have any idea what's happening but i know i have to watch the next episode i love that feeling between episodes of being like i I don't know what happened. I don't know what is happening, but I have to be here next week. Yeah, I feel like a show that can accomplish that has done its job. Like, if Truly. it makes you definitely wanting more. And I remember I was uh, at work and I was telling a guy I work with, like, I can't understand this Loki TV show 
all like it's multiverse laws and like variants and the TVA, this and that. And he's like, what, really? It's pretty straightforward. I was like, oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, I was just kidding. You know, that's <laughs> like, you know, kindergartner could understand it, you know? Yeah. I, I think he was punking you. Uh, knowing him, I'm pretty sure he was serious. He's a lot smarter than me. Most people are. It's fine. But anyway. Anyway, so uh, what did you think about this <laughs> season? Well, season one ended on like Show. a pretty giant cliffhanger. Um, it was a huge cliffhanger. We're introduced to Jonathan Major's character in the season finale. Dude, this as Kang, far as he who remains, I think that's season endings. This was one of the best that I think I've ever seen. It was it was reminiscent uh, of Planet of the Apes, how that movie, yeah. how how that ended. We're like, oh man, the absolute worst case scenario that could have happened actually happened and uh that's how season one ended because he had warned them if you kill me then all the variants all my variants are gonna get loose and and then i'll come back and beat them all again and we're gonna end up where we are anyway Mm -hmm. yeah he plays he who remains or kang the conqueror uh as he's properly known kang kang Kang. i can only imagine the terrible nicknames that he got in middle school um so anyway, how far are we into? We're about twenty-one and a half minutes into this, okay, and we're we finally going to need to wrap this up. Well, I mean, also, can we just say one more thing? This is our tenth episode. I think. Oh, we didn't be tenth episode. We didn't think we would make it to double-digit no, episodes. So. so maybe we we're can follow here. through we on some fighting chance. Um, first thing I want to note about this episode is the camera work is. Some of the most interesting and engaging camera work I've ever seen in any Marvel uh, piece of Marvel content. Uh, Even particularly when it's focused on Loki throughout this episode, it is it's like handheld camera work. And it is so frantic that I feel like it really captures his state of mind, just like he is in absolute panic and the camera work, uh, the way it's so uh frantic as well kind of creates that sense of uh panic within us as well but then other shots were done when it's not focused on him we were even saying it felt very wes anderson uh i was getting like 2001 space odyssey vibes a lot throughout this yeah and there were there were so many scenes in the first half of the tva and in the war room where the, the the generals are talking and like interviewing uh, like B-15 and, and Mobius. And it looked so much like a Wes Anderson film. Yeah. yeah, the symmetry. The amount of times, how many times did I look at you and be like, this looks like just the framing, the colors, the the the, the symmetrical um, like layout of everything. It feels like Wes Anderson took a shot at directing a Marvel yeah. episode. I, I think it was about two times you looked at me and said that. Wow. That was, that was a lot of times. I I mean, for like a 40 minute period. That's yeah. No, that's a lot. Uh, of time. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Anyway, I thought it a lot more, but I decided I, to not bother you because you seemed so invested in this invested. Wes Anderson film. I was invested because it reminded me of a Wes Anderson film. Yeah. Got me. Also, it has Owen Wilson in it, which just, I had forgotten how good the chemistry between Owen Wilson and Tom Hiddleston was. Fantastic. Uh, their, their acting chemistry here. They play off each other. So well, I think Tom Hiddleston, he just has chemistry with like anything on screen. Like he could be talking to this 
computer monitor that isn't even turned on, and they could have an intriguing dialogue. No, he's a fantastic actor, and I, I just Owen Wilson is such a easily lovable like character. I mean, like he walks on the screen, and you're just like, wow, 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 Owen Wilson. I love that guy. He does a really good job. I mean, every time. Every like, time. He has a pretty good line uh, about midway through the episode where Loki's talking about, no, we need to find he who remains. And uh, Mobius, or Owen Wilson's character, he says, well, first, we we won't be able to do that if we don't have a Loki who remains. Oh, the dialogue on <laughs> that was, was pretty fantastic. Good. This elevator scene where, uh, because Loki is having a problem where he is uh time slipping that's a new concept that's introduced here where he keeps getting pulled between uh past and present mm-hmm. because he's pulled to yeah. so yep if, sorry if you, go on. if you go back to the beginning of the episode um and and coming off of last season so they're hunting down um Tom Hiddleston here so they're tr- they're trying to uh, prune him get rid of him uh roast him whatever the the <laughs> prune i think is the right prune word. is the word um because none of them remember him. He came back to a alternate because uh, Sylvie kicked him through a time portal. So he has no idea when he is. He knows where he is. He's in the TVA. So he starts running away. There's this really cool like chase scene. There's a, a car, kind of a funny scene. Um, and the big crack in the floor, the whole thing. Um, and nobody recognizes him. Nobody recognizes him. But in between, he recognizes the, the one guy... Um, I forget his name. Casey, I think his name was. Casey, yeah. that's the guy. Mm-hmm. And then the I'm sorry, the CGI on CGI on this is really cool. He like he morphs. Yeah. Like his whole body kind of splits along, you know, splits like flubber in all directions <laughs> and then he disappears. Yeah. Um turns out this is a thing called time splitting, so he's jumping in the TVA between different time periods. Um which is kind of cool because then at some points in the show, like people know who he is, like the quote unquote current time. And then he jumps back probably 400. Like they don't actually say, but it's like several hundred years prior. Yeah. Because in the present timeline, uh, the TVA has come to the realization, thanks to Loki, that they are all variants who have been kidnapped uh, from their respective timelines. And so they're trying to right the wrongs that have been committed here. And uh, so Loki, the whole purpose, the goal of this episode is to make it so that he is no longer stuck kind of in this in this weird netherworld almost limbo, limbo state of being Uh, elevator scene where uh, Owen Wilson said because he asked Owen Wilson, how how does it look when I get when I get pulled back? He's like, no, it's not bad. He's like, no, it's horrible to look at. Honestly, I, I was just trying to be nice. And then he says, how does it look? And it pans over to this random girl in the elevator. Very well done. So, so well done. Yeah. That's what I love about, like, what I love about this series is there are sometimes, um, like, like jokes or there are scenes for humor, but they're not, they're not played for, you know how sometimes show, shows do that? They, they, they have scenes or quips, mm-hmm. but they're done excessively so that they're obnoxious. Yeah. Like, I feel like this show really does a great job at having, like, humor or or jokes and stuff that just, they land. There were some jokes that were overdone. We had mentioned uh, there's a running bit about if this doesn't work, Mobius' skin will be pulled off. We had a few jokes. There there were, there were, 
I felt it like it went one too many. But then the whole thing, him writing it in the dust, mm-hmm. um, it kind of plays into the actual plot. We have to get to the true gem of this episode and mm. who I'm hoping it will be the okay. true gem of this season. Okay, I, 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 want, I just want to go through this real quick. So I, t- I asked Edge AI and I said, what do I need to know about Loki season two? And it said five things. And it went through like, you know, you can catch up on the Marvel Mayhem. Number two, get familiar with the TVA again. Uh, creative continuity is ma- maintained between the seasons. The premiere is fantastic, but number five is my favorite. Get ready to love Obi. Played by none other than Jonathan K. Kwan. Who is, drumroll please. Short round from Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. And he was also Data from The Goonies. Two movies that just had such an impact on my childhood. What? Uh, Come on, son. Come on, you know that's right. So good. Um, And he... Rushed it. Side note, growing up, uh, well, I feel like everybody had their own favorite Indiana Jones film. Yeah. Did you have one? Um, Raiders. No, no. Last Crusade. See, for me, it was always Temple of Doom was my favorite. Um, yeah, I. It explains so much about you. I know. Everybody warped says and that. Twisted child. It was definitely warped and twisted. I thought that. Uh, Raiders and Last Crusade were far scarier than Temple of Doom as a kid. And uh, I watched Temple of Doom again. Re- like I rewatched it as an adult earlier this year with some friends who had never seen it before. I was like, what? You hadn't seen Temple of Doom? Like, oh yeah, we saw the other ones, but we haven't seen it. I was like, oh boy, are you in for a treat? And my brother and I were watching it with our friends and we're watching them cringe and like they're clearly uncomfortable. We we're like, oh, maybe this was a little darker than I remember. I was like, I mean, I still love it, but that's fine. That's I mean, how can you not love Short Round? He's just so instantly likable. Uh, he is fantastic. So he plays uh, Ouroboros. Ouroboros, also lovingly known as Obi. Uh, so he is in this, and the scene where they introduce and establish his character was the best thing about this episode. Fantastic. Because throughout the entire scene, uh, Loki is time slipping and he is being pulled back right to where they meet Obi as well. And through the process, because of the way the time travel works, uh, Loki is being pulled to the past where he meets Obi and having a conversation. And in the present, Obi is remembering that conversation as he's talking to uh, Mobius. And the way like all of these cuts are seamlessly done, the humor works the exposition also works. It helps to establish this concept of time slipping. Fantastic. It is so well done. I do just briefly want to touch on the name of 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 short round here, Ouroboros, and also I think is the episode title. Um, in ancient um, like mythology, in like Greek and Egyptian mythology, the Ouroboros is the depiction of a snake that's eating its own tail can you just read the thing that you googled about no no i actually know this one oh sure so it's the self-eating snake or dragon but typically it's like a serpent um and it just kind of depicts the cycle the back and forth again which i i feel like this show really kind of has built itself on now with the uh the one who remains the fact that he who remains 
um, just this kind of endless cycle of return. It doesn't matter what you do, you're going to end up at the same place again. Um, and the fact that they just kind of hinted at it really cool-like with uh, this character's name, who um, and still the scene, the scene between um, Loki and him and Owen Wilson, I can't, uh, whatever Mobius. his name, Mobius. That whole time travel conversation was just so well scripted. Thank you, Google, for helping us with that information. <laughs> Sorry, it was too easy. Ouroboros is cool. Anyway, it was super cool. Um, the, I do appreciate the script writing in this episode. And this time-slipping concept uh, and the way that Obi is remembering the conversation they had as it's playing out. Uh, um, I can't think of the word I'm looking for, but at the same time as in the past and the present, it's similar to the time travel concept that they did on Lost. Uh, if you're familiar with that, uh, things happening in the past, but you're not remembering them because they are happening happening uh, in current time with what's going on in the present. So that was uh, that was pretty cool to see. But overall, so they are able to, uh, in the end, stop Loki from all of this time slipping. Uh, but just before he is pruned and pulled back, he runs into Sylvie, who he had gotten separated from in last season's finale. So that kind of leaves on a cliffhanger there. Now Loki wants to find Sylvie. And uh, that's where we're at, I think. Huge is cliffhanger. That, is that going to be the mission of the Sylvie season? Sylvie is yeah. back. Um, Loki just got pruned. He's reunited with Owen Wilson. Um, but my other question is who pruned him? Who was standing behind That's him? That's true. Yeah, somebody was standing behind and him. And we him. could see the, uh, I think they literally just call it a time stick. Uh, it's Dave, stick. there's a post-credit scene that we missed. How? We have, okay. How? Hang on. Hang on. Hit pause. pause. Hey, guys. We're back. Sorry about that. So... Uh, I don't know if we've mentioned this before, but when we record a podcast, we'll have the episode of whatever series we're reviewing that we just watched playing in the background on mute just to kind of, I don't know why we do it. We just keep it fresh in our memory. Well, I do it yeah. just to have it kind of yeah, rolling we, in the background. Remind just me of like nice if something details. comes up that we, yeah. Um, and in the process, we had completely missed that there is a post credit scene for this episode, which shame on us because if there's one thing that Marvel loves, it's post-credit scenes, even if it even in its TV shows. Star Wars does not do that, so yeah. we were not conditioned to wait. No, I I haven't I'm not used to Marvel like after credits anymore. After no, doing Ahsoka for so long. Yeah, so it's uh well, I guess we should talk about it. Uh Sylvie ends up in one of the branched timelines that was created as a result of uh, killing he who remains and that was kind of causing all the chaos this episode and she ends up in Oklahoma 1982 walks into a McDonald's and seems weirdly kind of like happy to be there oddly yeah she says I'll take one of everything like she's looking at all these people who are enjoying themselves enjoying one another's company maybe she feels maybe like her loneliness is taking over so maybe Loki's gonna go back and try to get her and she's Maybe, like, not going to be into it. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Um, it was weird because she walked out of that door, like, that time door, so yeah. confidently. Like, yeah. she chose to be there. I don't know. We'll find out. Interesting. Uh, overall thoughts? Um, I love this series because 
it it opens the possibility. It, it leaves so many questions unanswered. That's what I loved about the first half of season one is it was just so many questions. And you're like, I have no idea what's going on, but I'm going to be here next week. This, I feel like the second half was kind of, it, it kind of got, not lame. Um, they started answering all of the questions, which I understand you want to do, but um, part of part of the mystery of the show was, or the, 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 the draw for the show was the mystique and the unexplained um, time jumping back and forth and just the, the com- complexity of it all. I feel like there's, I don't know, I hope for the sec- the rest of season two they're able to keep this kind of, not confusion, but but intrigue with everything. See, for me, the opposite. I thought the second half was much stronger than the first because all I want from this show at times is for it to just literally calm down for a second. And the first half was just nothing but like running around confusion that could have been, uh, you know, just, uh, just summed up in like five minutes as opposed to the like 15, 20 minutes that it went on for before we finally got to, all right, what's actually going on here? Um, I think this is one of those shows that benefits most when it slows down and actually allows the audience to process what we just saw because there is so much to see. Um, So I really, I mean, of course I enjoyed the uh, whole bit with short round and I promise I will call him by his proper name uh, from here on out, but short round did a great job. Short, short round. I feel like I'm going to call him that for the rest of the show. Like short round. Uh, Awesome. Owen Wilson Um, did awesome. I was, I wrote in my notes, this felt more like a season finale than a season premiere. And maybe that's a good thing. They're starting strong. Yeah, it started off very strong. Which is a good thing. So I think we are in for a wild ride. We have... Uh, I feel like this episode really was just kind of not expose, but it was a side mission. So they reestablished the characters. And now the quest is you got to stabilize um, Loki. Yes. He's doing this weird time jumping thing. We got to get him, all of him back to this timeline. Yeah. So I feel like it was a really kind of nice, neutral way to ease us back into another season, catch up with all the main characters, um, but also have a nice little side plot that we need to solve before we get back onto the meat of the rest of the season. Yeah. And keep in mind, as we review this, it's coming from the perspective of two guys who aren't obsessive about Marvel. Like we are. So if you have any details you want yeah. mentioned, uh, feel free to let us know and we will try to include them. We will we will listen to your feedback, but just keep in mind, like if we get something wrong, it's hey, we're just two normal guys that are guys. like Marvel. You know? Yeah, like we, we like Marvel. It's we, okay. We haven't sworn our lives to it. It's just <laughs> No. It's it's just it's it's what we're watching, right? I've now. already sworn it to George Lucas, I'm sorry. There you go. There's only one signed a contract. Uh, Anyway, those were our thoughts. Let us know what you thought. And we will see you next time for episode two of Loki season two.